about the crown. <laughs> Talk about the queen is dead, long live the king. Prince who? Do we even know who's succeeding yet? Stop, who's the new- Stop talking for a second. Who's in charge of England right now? Stop. Nobody knows. Charles. Is he actually? He is Charles the king in charge. of England. Charles, Charles in charge. <laughs> oh my God. So he's King Charles. Yeah. Long live the king. Yeah. So basically we're gonna talk I mean, about the Meghan and Harry doc on Netflix. Everything the light touches is Charles. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but no, we're talking about the crown. What are we, okay. We're, we're, <laughs> we're talking welcome, about the crown. Welcome to the, welcome to the cult podcast. Today we're talking about something we've talked about before, but a different season. Oh, wow. How many times have we done a crown I wanted cast? to, once, once, I wanted to mention, crown cast. I, want, I wanted to mention that uh, we're probably not going to do a season five uh, episode of Netflix's Cobra Kai. Oh, I did watch it, uh, and, and, you're, and you might be thinking, "Why the <laughs> hell are you talking about Cobra Kai in my Crown episode?" It's because it's another Netflix property. Basically, so we've touched on it before, but um, <laughs> we're just gonna gloss over season five and pretend that season six is gonna be the last season. Hopefully, it was, it was a lot. I mean, Cobra Kai is great. We, I enjoy it. It's just like. How many times can we have the conversation about whether it's good or not? How many good shows died for Cobra Kai to get six seasons in a movie? I like Cobra Kai. I'll die on that cross. And you will. I'll see to it. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to have a full episode dedicated to it. Just go check it out. If you're if you're interested in uh, Karate Kid and you're all about nostalgia. Are you a thumbs up on Cobra Kai season five? Yeah, it was good. Okay, there you go. But I thought I'd just throw that out here because I, we haven't talked about it, we haven't addressed it, and this is another Netflix property. So here we are, talking about The Crown Season 5. Season 5 of The Crown. Who do we got with us today, Gabriel? Back in the studio we have with us today, Stephen. Who? Your wife. My wife. Allie Burnett. Allie Burnett. Welcome good back. Good to be with you all. It's good to have you. Allie, what's your favorite season of The Crown so far? Mm, that's really hard. I've I feel a... like... <laughs> what, what were you going to say? You know, I have a follow-up question. Um... Gabe's never seen the crowd. Favorite monarch all time. <laughs> favorite monarch. <laughs> if you could be ruled by any monarch, not just of England, do you have a favorite monarch? I don't have a favorite monarch. I feel like <laughs> Daenerys. <laughs> Non-fictional. I would. Monarch. I would have to refresh my history on all the monarchs of all time because I feel like only the bad things are popping up in my okay, head. Okay, <laughs> follow up. Follow up question: Who's your favorite still living member of the of the uh, English royal family? Mm. That's a good question. It's a hard question. Um, are you a who's who's um the younger boy's wife? Here, uh, Meghan Markle. Are you a Meghan or a Kate fan? Um. Probably more Kate. You're a Kate fan? <laughs> Understandable, Steven. Are you a Kate Middleton or a Meghan Markle? asking me? Yeah. This is the crown. I don't know how... These I, things matter. I'm not, Steven. I'm not going to answer that question. Would you rather? Would you rather, Steven? Royal Hall Pass. Fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, William. Uh, Harry. Harry. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to play that game. You can't, I, won't, I won't bend to... To your wishes. Follow up to the follow up to the follow up. Do you think they're going to keep making the crown because yeah. it's very successful for Netflix? We will until talk. We, we will talk up. about this. Okay. Toward I hope. The end. I dearly hope they do. Um, we'll talk about it in the end. Favorite season of the crown so far, Allie, um, including season five. I really like all of them. I think like I'm nostalgic for the first ones because the original mm. cast mm-hmm. and super good. 
um, just seeing like the origin stories of of Queen Elizabeth and even like her father and just the different historical things that happened and, and just mm-hmm. yeah I just I think I'm like nostalgic for the beginning um, for sure but I liked this one a lot too I would probably say that this is my second favorite cast and then yeah the the one sandwich in the middle would be my third the the third favorite yeah or like the last <laughs> I still like that one it's just I you prefer- hate Olivia Coleman. No, she was no. I love Olivia. Olivia Coleman. I just she wasn't my favorite queen, to be honest. Okay. She was fine. Like she wasn't. She was not bad. She'd so rather Dolores Umbridge as queen. Imelda Staunton. She was also like I think the queen, the queen cast, they were good, but they they were not my favorite. The first two seasons, I loved her as mm. like the young queen. Yeah. Um, the best, as well as Philip as um. What's his face? Who doesn't age? Oh, Matt Smith? Matt Smith. That's he, true. He really doesn't age. Yeah, let's talk about The Crown Season 5. Every two seasons, they switch casts entirely as they age up the actors and age up, you know, the queen and her family. So this is the the first season of a whole new cast of people embodying these real-life characters based around Queen Elizabeth the second, who was the queen of England for up until just this last year. R.I.P. But Imelda Staunton, who we know from Harry Potter, played her character. Leslie Manville played Princess Margaret. Jonathan Price was amazing as Prince Philip. By far embodying Prince Philip in a way that the last guy didn't, I think, in the, in the seasons three and four. Uh, a lot more like Matt Smith's Prince Philip, in my opinion. Elizabeth Debicki played a very tall Princess Diana. <laughs> Still really, really great. Dominic West played Prince Charles, also really good. And not that he's bad. He was just shockingly amazing as Prince Charles. Kind of haunting. Uh, Camilla, played by Olivia Williams. Johnny Lee Miller, who we know from a bunch of things. He was the Sherlock in the American Sherlock series. He played the new prime minister of the time. Uh, John Major. Tony Blair was played by Bertie Carvel. Yeah, then, then there was a couple characters. Um, they got into the Faid, I think his name is, and Dodi Faid, who was the director of Chariots of Fire. And that plays into the plot of what, you know, Princess Diana and her befriending them and stuff. Timothy Dalton was in it. Really? I love as, a good as Timothy Peter Dalton. Townsend. I know. James Bond. Anyway, really good cast of characters. And this season really focused around. A couple things had focused around uh, kind of the downfall of Princess Diana and Charles's marriage and try to touch on, you know, potentially what really happened there. Uh, Like I would say about half of the episodes really centered around that and, you know, got into some things that even like Spencer touched on where like, you know, she's kind of haunted by being this outcast and kind of being this pariah in this family of like, why am I being ostracized for trying to do the right thing? And she has these come to Jesus moments throughout the whole season with the different people in the family, uh, all culminating with their divorce. And you see all that go down and it's really intense. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. The other kind of through line thing in this season was carried by Melda Staunton, you know, playing amazingly Queen Elizabeth here and the imagery of the Britannia, um, which was the ship that when she, the, the season starts with the seasons one and two 
um, actress who played the queen. What does she do to like announce it? This ship called the Britannia that essentially is going to be like the royal family's uh, uh, way to travel on the seas. And so they use the Britannia for years and years and years. And it kind of throughout the whole season, they kind of return to the Britannia a few times and talk about how it's, it's no longer in good shape. The upkeep would, would cost more than it would just to get a whole new ship. And, but she's very like, uh, like emotionally attached to it. And it kind of the whole Britannia and that whole thing becomes a symbol sort of, of her, um, aging. And, uh, it focuses kind of on her dealing with her age and, her as a person and how she's kind of dealing with other things that come with age, like how her marriage is working at the time, how her relationships with her sister, her relationships with her kids and her grandkids and um, what is making her happy. And, and she, there's, there's a lot of other things that, that come with that and the things that she lands on to kind of justify certain actions that she has. And also the reasonings that she does certain things. Uh, and acts certain ways to kind of keep up the public facing. But I think also are her core beliefs as far as what this show is trying to convey that she really does believe in this kind of, uh, I don't know, like morality or like, well, she has, a, she has convictions, convictions. Within, within, yeah, exactly. Within her, Which her, her Christian perspective. Yeah. Like, they've touched on many times before yeah. with, uh, well in the early episodes, her Billy Graham, Billy Graham really stuff. influenced yeah. her. Really? Yeah. Um, and he like came out to visit and all of that. But even out. in, in this, <laughs> even within this new season, you get this scene between her and Philip where they're talking about Diana and Charles's marriage and Philip's like, eh, like, you know, kind of like what, what they don't know doesn't hurt them. Like, you know, every marriage has little things as long as it's not like in the public eye, you yeah. know, wait, Philip like, said that or Billy Philip. Oh, Philip like basically like, husband. Basically, like, Charles and Diana, like, they should be able to, like, do what they want within a marriage, but, like, just we won't keep it in the public eye. Or, like, you can yeah. keep secrets, essentially, from one another. Gotcha. And then um, Elizabeth is like, I don't believe that. Like, yeah. I don't think we should be keeping secrets from one another. And, like, basically, like, God, God sees all we do. <laughs> and that's so it was really presenting her conviction of, like, mm-hmm. I make my choices and my actions based on the fact that, like, everything matters and everything is seen by God. That, yeah. That's like basically what her yeah. conviction was. And then about. the season ends with her essentially finally coming to terms with and condemning Britannia, the ship. And there's a, the final shot of the whole season, which is actually really brilliant there. It's her looking into a mirror kind of just facing. She's facing herself, you know, as the person that she is at the age that she is. And then it shows, I can't remember if it was a split screen where you're seeing Diana look into a mirror at the same time, but it's, it's from a different angle and it's fragmented to show that like there's brokenness there or like it's, it's showing them from kind of two different perspectives while they're both kind of looking in the mirror, like taking a good hard look at themselves and where they are and their standing and also the future that we know is to inevitably play out probably in the next season. So yeah, it ended in this really, like, I think a lot of people were kind of thinking, like, how much could they get out of the Diana story? Like, how long can they do this? She she was introduced in season three, so she's been here for three seasons already. And, yeah, people were thinking we were going to see the death in this season, but we'll probably see it next season, um, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh overall amazing like amazing season of tell it's probably one of the best seasons of the crown yet i thought it was very good really really good Mm -hmm. there was one episode that focused heavily on like the espionage and diana's phones being tapped and them having to sneak around to try to film that that kind of infamous um interview she gave to the bbc oh the super scandalous one where the guy was (laughs) like going in on it well he he he's asking hard-hitting questions you mean yeah yeah well, in, in a almost, uh, what do you call it? Like, like I'm trying to get you? Yeah. No, he, that wasn't a gotcha kind of thing. It was, he was really trying to tell, tell her, her story. story. I think the one you're talking about is a different one. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. This is her trying to tell her own side of the story, being on the inside of this family. She was like isolated in this estate. Every time she leaves, she's being hounded by paparazzi. Her husband has never been faithful in her marriage. They, there's a really- <laughs> Charles. A really, like, dark, intense scene of them hashing out their marriage, essentially, after they've already been separated and essentially now moving towards divorce, where, like... And this is after the divorce. After the divorce, okay. Uh, He kind of comes over and there's, like, this, I don't know, just this conversation they have. He actually feels remorseful. Yeah, I think he feels a little remorseful and he comes over and, like, let's kind of, like, just talk. And then there's this point where he basically says, like... I don't remember word for word, but he like, said, he said, I, I, I got the closure I needed. I'm glad I came here because now I can finally move on from you. It was like, essentially. No, but before that, he oh. basically <laughs> says, um, like my parents. Oh yes. I married, like my parents were fully aware that I was in love with someone else. Yep. When they, Camilla? To, when they told me to marry you. Yeah. Right. Jeez. Yeah. And, and Diana, but such a, I, I don't know. A, a good moment for Diana, I think, to hear that, to find closure, like... But also with Diana, I don't know, like, with Diana and her personality yeah. and, like, Maybe her, her frailty, her. like, and... It and, definitely affected her. And, but. like, the upbringing that she had, like, very, like, tra- a lot of trauma in her upbringing. Um, I feel like that is a, another wound to be heard. Sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, like, especially for a woman, just, like, hearing that, like... Because the whole time she just wants to be loved and adored by her husband. Even though the whole world adores her, she just wants to be adored by her husband. He can't. Yeah. You know? And yeah. and then this is just solidifying, oh, he, he can't and he never did. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. But there's a whole espionage episode, which happens earlier on, where they're... And then they're, like... Some of the messengers, like, almost get, like, clipped by a, a car and, like, almost die. And they're wondering, like are people out to kill us? Like they don't know like what's going on or who's listening. And so the whole season kind of plays into that. But one of my favorite episodes, which was really intense, it was called. Is it the one with the Russian family? No, that one was in- crazy. That was a whole different thing. Yeah. It's crazy that you brought that up. That one scene. of my favorite episodes talking about Diana and Charles's marriage was called couple 31. Diana and, and who? Diana and Charles. Charles. Yeah. Uh, called Couple 31, and the whole episode keeps flashing between their actual divorce and this divorce court in England as they're going through couples uh, explaining why these couples are getting divorced and the ruling of, okay, this is what's going to happen in this divorce. And so it keeps flashing the whole time to like different couples, and you're hearing all of these couples' stories. Like, okay, couple you know, number five... And then it flashes to like number nine, number 16, and they're getting, they're working up to 31, which is Charles and Diana. 
and they don't show up, but they just rule that, you know, they're divorced now. And hmm. it's, but it's a really intense, really, um, like Ali was saying, I think that's the same episode where they sit down at the table, a really dark, dark, like episode, like emotionally, like it did that episode did not feel good. <laughs> um, it, it felt like very ominous and, and kind of like, I don't know, ghostly, I guess, depressing. like de- depressing, but it was, it was more than depressing. It was like kind oh. of, ha- kind of haunting, you know, and, right. and traumatized, probably like actual divorce, uh, oppressive haunts people and the people that are affected by divorce. But yeah, really intense, um, moments in this season. But the, well, the one you mentioned, the Russian family, that was also crazy. That Ali, stuff was Ali a flashback, right? Cause that wasn't that the final, Remember like the last czars of Russia, yeah. which was circa oh, that World was War One, and that had to do with Anastasia. You know, like the whole Anastasia story. The queen was like related cousins. cousins. So like Philip and Elizabeth are actually related. Like they're both related to Queen Victoria. Like they're both in different ways. In different ways, oh. and so it, so it was like basically Incest. like. Elizabeth's great, great, whatever grandfather, I can't remember how many, how many greats there were, um, essentially denied Philip's great, great, whatever grandfather, um, access to flee and to find shelter in England. Hmm. And, um, Oh, that's right. Because of that, he and his family, um, many children, were like brutally murdered and it shows it including like yeah, anastasia so that's where that whole story comes from because there's this lore about anastasia escaping because yeah. they never found the bodies yeah um but in this episode they actually find the bodies so they find the bodies what well, i guess in the early 90s i would assume yeah um and they do like all the dna testing and have a proper like burial and yeah. all of that Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just very, Memori- very memorial. intense going back to like the history too. And Queen Elizabeth is like trying to like justify, um, I guess her great, great grand grandmother's actions in, in being the influence to say no to it. Um, and you just see this, like, I guess this tie she has to her family heritage, Loyalty. which is being challenged by yeah. this younger woman who Philip has befriended kind of kindred intellectual spirits. Yeah. Um, and she is kind of challenging, like, well, I found this and I found this and this is really interesting. And, um, you kind of see the, like the, the contrast of like this yeah. Queen Elizabeth being very rooted in her ancestry and like a little bit of progression of like a, yeah. like a different way of looking at history, mm-hmm. you know, not being so loyal, but, but trying to look at it from both sides and Queen Elizabeth being a little bit more dogmatic toward that belief. Um, great, great season. Like such, just like a, not just like a good season of the crown and not, not only is the crown good, but it's so good because of its interpretation of actual events and it's it's trying to tell you like tell the audience this is probably how it went down (laughs) but 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 obviously it is interpretive and there are certain things that aren't actual and they there are embellishments that you know they they do to like make it more a little bit more entertaining but it's i would imagine that it's pretty fairly accurate toward real life and the other thing though is apart from the crown Apart from the fact that it's a new cast, apart from the quality 
of the show and you know the fact that it's on netflix and it's just a very quality netflix production it's just a good season of television Mm -hmm. like specifically this season was just a great season of television if someone were to just pick up here and watch just this season Mm -hmm. it's just as engaging as like if even if you didn't know what was going on for the last four seasons so the real question though is are william and kate netflix and chilling well, we know, we've talked about this last time. We know that the the queen has watched parts of The Crown mm-hmm. and that she denies to comment on. Um, Harry and Meghan for sure for watch sure. it. For sure. And they're, so they just came out with this Doc. d- documentary on Netflix. Have you heard about this? I think I saw like a clip, but. Yeah, it's still, it's ongoing. So next episode's out Thursday. But it's essentially. This is another hot button topic. It's definitely a hot button topic. Um, but it's essentially their debut in terms of sharing their history, their side of the story, their side of the story, um, it's pretty intense. with the monarchy. Yeah. With you mean media. just in the time that Harry's been with Meghan? Yes, which is yeah. like what five years. But it also touches on Harry's past it, and Meghan's life, life story. Meghan's okay. life story. It's trying to gain sympathy. I mean, it's obvious what it's they trying to do. They left the royal family, didn't they? I, I personally yes think no. everyone has a different opinion about this. Even Ali and I are like, I think this is a genuine attempt to tell their side of the story, much like Diana tried to genuinely attempt to tell her side of the story. That's the whole, that's the whole um, criticism is a lot of people are saying Megan is trying to be like Diana. Like this is her, this is her chance to tell her story. And she's been just as criticized. I know I'm just saying what people are saying. I'm not saying this is what I'm saying. This is what people are saying. I'm just challenging. And the, and the bigger thing they're saying is Diana married into the Royal family as a 18 or 19 year old. Mm. Um, no previous dating history or experience with men. Nice. And came into it very naively Megan married Harry as a 36-year-old, very accomplished, educated woman with a career with, um, she was certainly not naive. And so there's, but but the way that she's approached certain things have has been a stance of naivete in terms of like her dealings with like how the media is and how they've scrutinized her and this or that. This is just, I'm just saying this is what. In her defense. Has and happened. And Ma- Megan's defense. Part of the thing, I mean, most of what she said about not knowing about certain things about Mm -hmm. how it would be or stuff like that. I also, as an American, until watching The Crown, didn't give a fuck about the royal family or know anything about them. I didn't even know that much, to be honest. But the point is... Until you educate yourself. But, But what I'm saying is, if as an American, you come in and you're like, oh... I know that there's like these royal people and and something, but you don't know all the etiquette, the the lingo, the popularity. Like even I, Megan is about my age. Even I, when when Princess Diana died, she I was, was in not f- your age anymore. What are you talking about, Megan Markle? She she, she married. She's him. in her forties now, right? Yeah, she's in her forties. I think like forty two or forty three. Ali said yeah. she was thirty six when she married in. Yeah. Which would have been what five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. 41 she's only she's only six years older than me You're but young guy. but anyway when when i was in fifth grade when princess diana died and like i was like oh some princess died in a different country like it didn't mean anything to me at the time and in high school like megan's in high school at the time it's not like you know gonna impact her if, if she's not following the royal family when she's in high school you know what i mean in the 90s so like i don't know i i give her grace and like her stepping into this 
I don't know. Like she probably. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, would have I see both sides. Thing. I I am not like hating on her. I Americans, see both sides. I'm impressed. I'm impressed by her. Even like the documentary certainly has persuaded me that she is a smart and accomplished woman, but but. <laughs> I don't know. I also like she, she was. Just spend so much money on documentary to try to prove yourself. You know. I guarantee you, they did not spend. It's a business. It's set from from the article I read. A hundred million dollars. There's no. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. Well, <laughs> the fact check that. Listen, I feel like it can be. It can be very complex. I mean, you can have self interest and still have she, authenticity. She's sure. Megan and Harry paid Netflix a hundred million dollars to make a documentary about them. See, look at Gabe's face right now. <laughs> no, stop. There's no way. This is my dubious face. A hundred million dollars? I don't know. Sorry. One fifty million. That, over over a hundred and fifty million. With Megan and Harry with their paid Netflix deal. to have a show. No, no, no. Netflix probably paid them over. The company million. signed a multi-year production deal with Netflix, estimated to be worth between a hundred okay. million and one fifty million. Yeah. Well. Net value, net, net worth is not quite the same as a paycheck. That's true. They're probably, Ali, they're probably paying them a lot of money to have access to them. I That's think everybody's benefiting from this arrangement because. Uh, oh, 100%. But yeah, I, I think the point is that uh, from someone who has not seen any of this content, Megan and Harry, I feel like there can be an authenticity of intention, right? Like, or, or maybe. There's a lot of backlash. It might be really? canceled. Yeah, like there's so much backlash to that. People want it to be well, these, like canceled. That's what I was going to say is they still have a brand to build, right? They're still, especially if they've more or less separated themselves from the royal they family. They're living in California now. Yes, they have to pay their rent. <laughs> Same as the rest of us. Okay? They're, they have a chicken farm. No, listen, I, don't, I, don't I, I despise the aristocracy just as much as the next uh, proletariat man. But... <laughs> I'm, I feel like there's no like there's it's all shades of gray with these people. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused because then now I'm reading that Netflix paid them a hundred million. I don't think Netflix paid anybody. Do you know, so go- like, Allie, do you know that you on? could Google anything that Honey, will tell I you the know. truth? Just getting different. I'm trying different leads. I'm trying. Google to bananas find. are bad for you, <laughs> See, and, then, and, then, and then Google bananas are good for you. You're, they will tell you what you want to hear. Steven, I know. Wait, what's the consensus but sometimes on that? <laughs> sometimes you can find facts. It just takes some time. Is, facts are hard to come by. Have you seen... There's, okay, anyway, we're totally tangential. No, okay. Uh, anyway, The Crown... Season five. The Crown is a massive weight. And, and long live The Crown. Uh, <laughs> long live The Crown. Long live The Crown. I love aristocracy. I do think William will have a long reign. Like I, I, I really? feel that. Isn't William like a million years old already? No, Charles. No, Charles. Oh, Charles. Right. Charles is in his seventies. Is in seventies. I don't think he's gonna have a super long reign. And William is Diana's first son. Yeah. Yeah, and William is only like in his early forties, I think. So you're saying Charles is gonna? Well, I, th- kick I think. The bucket? I think in the next, like, <laughs> let's just say. Well, he's in his seventies. Let's tomorrow. just say in the next. <laughs> but 10 Elizabeth years, lived to be a million years old. Well, both years. both his parents lived to be in their nineties. Only ninety nine is it close to a million? <laughs> yeah, there. yeah. Um, his dad Philip was ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Do you think William both wants to be king, queen, and who knows? Philip. Here we go. So here is the the opening song <laughs> no. for, from The Crown. <laughs> yeah. 